Namaste, my friends. Welcome back. Or if you're new here, welcome to the podcast. The Harmony Inspired Health Podcast brings you raw and real conversations from leaders in the industry about all things health, wellness, Ayurveda, and life. My name is Harmony, and I am your podcast host. I am an Ayurveda and integrative health practitioner who specializes in women's hormonal health, a registered nurse, and a business mentor. I'm on a mission to inspire, educate, and empower women to take charge of their health, wealth, and life. Don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And if you listen on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating so the wisdom shared in these episodes can be spread far and near. Thank you so much from my soul to yours. Before we hop into this awesome episode, I want to remind you that this episode is sponsored by my accredited program, Ayurveda Alchemist, which will certify you as an Ayurveda lifestyle and wellness coach. Ayurveda Alchemist is for women who are ready to get started with a fulfilling career in Ayurveda or for already established health, wellness, and life coaches who want to create greater impact by offering a holistic framework that gets their clients exceptional and holistic results. This certification is what you need to step into the high-level practitioner that you were born to be and stand out from the coaching crowd. You will experience undeniable growth as a premium health and wellness coach. You will be mentored by highly qualified facilitators, guest experts, and practitioners. Spots are strictly limited. So if you are ready to up-level your life and help transform others' lives by becoming an Ayurveda alchemist, then head over to harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au and apply today. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast, everybody. Today's episode is all on how Ayurveda can help you boost energy. And I am speaking to the wonderful Alison Evan, and she is an Ayurvedic health coach with a focus on helping busy professionals fight chronic fatigue with healthy food and holistic lifestyle habits. Alison considers herself a nomad and student of life. She spent time in India where she completed trainings in Ayurveda, yoga, massage, and Reiki healing. She currently lives in Mexico and continues to deepen her knowledge around the natural world with herbalism, mycology, permaculture, and bioconstruction, and Ayurveda, of course. So welcome to the podcast, Alison. Thanks so much for that introduction, Harmony. So nice to be here with you today. So nice to have you all the way from Mexico. Is it hot there at the moment? Um, actually, the place where I live in central Mexico, it's a little bit of a higher altitude. So it actually gets a little bit chilly sometimes, oh, wow. which I love because then it's not too overwhelmingly hot. Yeah, true. I When I think of Mexico, I just think of hot. <laughs> Right. Yeah. There's so many microclimates actually, just like Australia, so many different places you wouldn't imagine are there. Yeah, true. I always start the podcast with my rapid inspiration questions. So I would like to start by asking you if you could inspire us with what your superpower is. Yes, I love that question. And I feel like I have a few superpowers and maybe some of them are still in development. Um, but one superpower that uh, I'm using often in my daily life is my intuition, which we all have. Wow. And for me, my intuition really helps me to read other people, which is very helpful in the work that I do with coaching and consultations, of course. Um, and sometimes it's a blessing, sometimes it's a curse. Uh, I feel like I'm very empathetic, meaning that I can pick up on what people are feeling or experiencing at any moment without asking for it. So like I've even had like telepathic experiences with people who are close to me, like my partner. Um, so once again, it's a benefit, but I also have to do like a lot of work on myself. So I'm not consumed by other people's energy. 
Yeah, definitely. And I feel, do you have um, quite a bit of butter in your constitution? I'm actually mostly kapha and pita, but I have been tuning into my vata a lot recently. So um, I love tapping into that more intuitive side that vata brings. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And I feel that intuition is such a fantastic superpower that we all do have, but it is like a muscle that you do need to train it and you do need to be aware of it so that you can listen to it. So that's how it can become a really phenomenon, um, phenomenal superpower that you've got to really tune into it. So, yeah, and I find um, uh, a lot of women with that sort of high vata constitution um, love to use their, in, their um, intuition for their superpowers. <laughs> and what is your favourite quote or mantra at the moment? Um, well, I love just kind of making a simple mantra for myself on a daily basis when I feel like I really need it. Um, and I know that can change every single day, but I did want to share one quote, um, that a friend shared with me this weekend. I just came out of a very intensive workshop. It was based around like group therapy and relations. Um, and this quote is actually from the Dalai Lama. And I just thought it was so beautiful. So it says the true purpose of our life is happiness, which is sustained by hope. We have no guarantees about the future, but we exist in the hope of something better. Hope means thinking I can do this. It brings inner strength and self-confidence. Yeah. And I really love that. I resonate with that quote personally because uh, in the last couple of years, I've really had to work on my own self and letting go of control. Mm. So that really, really helped me to feel like things are okay, even if I'm not in control. That's beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And last rapid inspiration question, who or what is inspiring you at the moment? Good question. Um, I feel like in a way I am inspiring myself at the moment or my life is inspiring me. Um, yeah, of course, there has been so much happening over the last little while for me. Life has been like very fast and I'm being offered new projects and opportunities just all the time. And it's very exciting for me. So at the moment, my life is very inspiring me and inspiring for me and just waking up every day and remembering that I'm so privileged to have the opportunities that I do and to not take things for granted. So that's what it means for me to be inspired. Amazing. And so what inspired your move to Mexico? So many things, so many things. It's a very long story, um, but I've been traveling to Mexico for the last several years and have a really, really close group of friends here and just started building my life here. Um, I now have a partner, I have a home and the climate is just a lot better than Canada. I'm originally born in Canada in an area where there are definitely four seasons and the winter and the summer are very extreme. And I'm just, I'm not a cold person. Um, I have a cold constitution, so I like to be warm. Uh, so I found the right place in Mexico that's not too hot, not too cold for me. Wonderful. I love that. Really creating, you know, the life of your dreams that you want to do. I love that. Love seeing women. Yeah. It's beautiful. Awesome. Well, I would love to um, keep this episode, I guess, by talking a bit about daily routine and in Ayurveda terminology that's dinacharya. Ayurveda puts a lot of emphasis on daily routine or dinacharya to not only boost energy but to maintain energy throughout the day. Of course dinacharya has a lot of other benefits too so I would love to start this episode by asking you what is your morning routine and what is your favorite thing that you personally do to boost your energy? Definitely. Yeah, I love talking about the daily routine. Uh, it's one of my favorite tools in Ayurveda just because 
it's so simple to apply once you understand what it is. Um, and it's also free. It's changes and habits that you can implement without necessarily having to pay or invest in anything. Mm. Um, and I really see the Dinacharya as like the routine of self-care. So it's really focusing on maximizing our productivity in the day, but then also really taking advantage of the moments where we can give ourselves rest and self-care. And as contradicting as it sounds, that's really the best way to boost your energy is to make sure that you're making time for rest and, and taking breaks whenever it feels appropriate for you. <clears throat> and so, yeah, that's, that's my favorite part about the Dinacharya. I've really been focusing on turning my attention inwards uh, recently. And I find the more that I come back to myself, come back to my center, come back to my own needs, even though there's things calling me from the outside, I can then have the focus and have the capacity to give to what's needed in my job and my relationships in daily life. Um, and of course, I love incorporating herbal medicine and plant allies to support myself with that. Um, like I mentioned before, I'm a sensitive person. So I really understand that need to balance the nervous system and the hormonal system. And I'm sure we'll have an opportunity to talk more about that later. <clears throat> but I'll give a little bit of detail of what I personally do in my life for morning routine. Um, as I mentioned before, I'm mainly a kapha constitution, so I've realized that for me, actually changing up my morning routine or my routines in general is actually very good for me, so I'm not always stuck in the same thing. So um, I always make a few minutes of time for myself, at least in the morning, and if I have more time, I savor it and, and take way longer, but it is always different depending on daily life. Um, I've really been focusing on making my mundane activities into a ritual. So for me, that means say, seeing all those little details of my life as sacred. And one of my favorite things to do when I wake up in the morning is really make my space nice. So, you know, opening the window, letting in fresh air, um, smudging my room with some sage or some incense, making my bed very nice those little things in my home and my room really set the vibe for my whole day. And that only takes a couple of minutes. And also another way I care for my energy in the morning is not immediately going on the internet, answering messages, scrolling social media. Um, there is a very addictive habit there because it happens sometimes even if I don't want to do it. Um, but I yeah, really try and just focus on what I need in the morning instead of immediately reaching out to my clients or answering emails. Uh, when one is working online, you know, we have to take a break from the internet. Mm. Yeah, um, and then also, you know, trying to bring in at least one activity for all three of my bodies. So focusing on the physical body, the mental body and the spiritual body. And those can also be very simple things or longer. Um, for my body right now, I'm really into movement, but not like hardcore exercise. So going for a walk in nature, doing some yoga, um, slower movement practices are really working for me at the moment. Um, also slowing down my mind by writing or journaling or even setting some goals for myself on paper is really great for me to just get out of the monkey mind that Vata sometimes brings us. Uh, and then of course, meditation is great for the spiritual self. And that can also be something very simple. You know, um, a lot of people are resistant to meditation because they're not familiar with it, but just like taking a few moments, even if in your bed, doing some breathing, doing a bit of a prayer or intention, connecting to sorts in that way. Um, that's very important for me in the morning. 
Beautiful. I really love how you broke it down to the three energy bodies, like addressing your mental mind energy body and your physical, actual physical being body and the spiritual body. That's so beautiful to be able to integrate, you know, a routine to really nourish all of those three things. Because as we know with Ayurveda is always saying that they're so intricately connected, but in our Western world and we get caught up in the busyness of things, we're really disconnected and isolated those parts of ourselves so it's really beautiful to bring them back together in a really holistic routine and I think um yeah Dinatharia like a, a da our daily routine is so underestimated and people don't even realize that you know they they're lacking that sort of routine and why they're lacking energy because when you have a set routine as well not only does it awaken all of your senses and your three energy bodies like you mentioned but it also helps with that decision fatigue already in the morning like it's like wake up oh what do I got to do now well who I have to get ready where are am I going? What, what's my day looking like? But if you've already got it sort of planned and you can get yourself into this beautiful routine in the morning, it also, it helps to really conserve your energy because you know what you're about to do. And you, obviously there's lots of Ayurvedic practices that can help boost energy. Like myself, I love um, to do nausea if I'm feeling quite depleted in the morning. So that's just a really simple practice of putting a little bit of oil up the nose and inhaling and doing some breath work with that. And the routines don't have to be long. Like, you know, we're, we're both busy. Like I've got, um, I've got a business. I have twins going to school. Like I, I work as a nurse as well. I've got all these things going on. So my routine isn't like long stretch out by any means, but it just sets me up for my day. Just doing those small things that can really help to a conserve energy for the day, but also increase energy and um, address those three energetic body types that you talked about addressing the mind the physical body and the spiritual body so yeah I love that you brought that up thank you yeah thank you and I really honor that you bring self-care and routine into your life even though you are so busy and you're a mother and a nurse and so many things I really honor and respect that you give that care back to yourself yeah thank you yeah, so being an Ayurveda health coach, I mean, we've sort of touched on this, but how does a, an Ayurvedic daily routine affect your overall health? For me personally yeah, or? Yeah, for you personally, like how, if you think back to prior, you know, practicing Ayurveda and then now, you know, integrating Ayurvedic routine into your life, like how has that changed your overall health? Hmm. Yeah, well, it's something very similar to what you just said there, like basically, well, I can say that the Dinacharya has really transformed my health and life completely uh, since before I was practicing and studying Ayurveda, my life was completely different. I almost don't even remember that time. Um, but yeah, I used to have, of course, some self-care practices like yoga, but it was very spontaneous. It was just all over the place, like whenever I felt like doing it or did, had nothing else to do, right? Mm -hmm. And now I'm more intentional with my activities. I'm more organized in the way that I go about my day and all of my activities. And in that way, I can make sure that the important things get done. Like I'm not only giving to other people, I'm not only giving to my work or my clients or my family, I'm also giving to myself. And like you said, it does not need to be long and drawn out by any means. Um, like if we had time, of course, we would take three hours to ourselves every morning and every night, but, um, that's just not the reality. So just like really condensing your practices into, you know, five minutes for the body, mind, and soul, that's only 15 minutes in your morning. I'm sure if, you know, we spend less time doing other things like being attached to our phones, we would have those 15 minutes. So yeah, it's, for me, it's all been about organization, priorities, and intention, and it's very, very helpful. Mm, true. Yeah, priorities and intention play a big part and your values of like how you want to live your most inspired life, like what that's going to look like for you. And I know like when I with my clients, like as a practitioner, we, you know, do herbal medicine, we do a whole lot of um, therapies and 
and different aspects um, of Ayurveda. I also integrate, you know, some more modern science and functional lab tests and all of the things. But where I notice the biggest change comes from with my clients is when they implement these really small, easy to do things such as, you know, an Ayurvedic daily routine and Ayurvedic nutrition. And that is part of why I created my program, Ayurveda Alchemist, which is an accredited program that certifies you to become an Ayurveda lifestyle and wellness coach. Because I was what, you know, I was educating my clients with you know, this could be, this education could be taught through a coach as well. And so I just saw such a great benefit in being able to share that with the world, especially when with females. And I see a lot of um, women with hormonal um, imbalances and also gut health. And it's just so imperative for all of that to really look at it on that really holistic level. So yeah, it's just, yeah, so much to say for it. So if you don't have like a, for our listeners, if you don't have a bit of a routine going on in the morning, just have a think about, you know, five minutes where you can just wake up, take a couple of breaths, wash your face, just really tap into yourself. Like, do you have, you know, maybe a little five minute to 10 minute routine outline that you could share with our listeners that they could do or implement tomorrow? Definitely. Um, Well, it would be hard to say because it's really depending on what you would do for yourself that makes you feel good. Because what I do for myself may not align with someone else. Um, But like I mentioned before, you know, just really like making a ritual about the things that you are doing. And for me, that also involves being present, right? Um, And of course, it is difficult to come to presence if you have like chaos in your house or in your life. Um, so part of developing that routine is also if you're living in a family situation, like communicating with your family uh, or your roommates, like, you know, I really appreciate if you would like give me 10 minutes in the morning, uh, before, you know, we go about our day, that kind of thing. So communication with others is a big thing to implement on its own. Um, but I totally agree with you that some of the biggest changes I have made in my life with the routine have just been so simple. Um, I could share like a few small little tips um, that I remember learning in school. Mm. Um, I remember learning and being so enlightened by um, the idea of not showering immediately after eating especially if you're in the kapha times of day, which is in the morning and in the evening. And that was such a deprogrammation because I remember, you know, being a teenager and living at my parents' house, for example, you know, uh, you wake up, you eat breakfast first thing in the morning, you shower and you go to school or you come home, you eat dinner later in the evening and then you shower and you go to bed. And that is like made me realize that I probably have so much built up in my digestive system from not allowing myself to digest properly after a meal. So that was a huge thing to me. I would suggest to listeners to implement their daily routine before they have breakfast, if they eat breakfast, because then you can allow your body to wake up. You can allow your body to be stimulated by some movement, by some self-massage maybe, or, or a facial routine. Um, And then you can go on to eat your breakfast after you shower, if you choose to shower. So that's one small but very big transformation. Um, And then also um, a thing that I learned from another herbalist teacher a little bit more recently was pointing out the optimal time of day for hydration is in the morning. So when you wake up until about noon, your body is in that optimal time of needing to be hydrated. And of course, a lot of us do wake up and go straight for coffee, Mm. especially me being a coffee person. I've always been a coffee drinker. I love the taste. I still drink it, but just really enlightened me that I have to actually have water first thing in the morning. I actually should be having more teas and herbs to stimulate my digestive system. Doesn't mean that I can't ever drink coffee, but I choose to drink it a little bit later in the day instead of the first thing that I have in the morning. So when you wake up, give your body at least two glasses of fresh water up to a liter, Um, make yourself a herbal tea, If you find caffeine is very stimulating for you, like there's so many other great alternatives, 
which I can touch on later as well. Um, but yeah, just remembering not to let yourself get too dehydrated and stimulated, you know, focus on juices, focus on fruits if you're in a warmer climate as well. Brilliant. Thank you for sharing those tips. Very useful. Uh, one of the main complaints that I do hear from talking about coffee, <laughs> so one of the main complaints I hear from women in my Ayurveda women's health clinic in Australia is that they lack energy and would love to regain their energy and spark for life. So from your perspective, why do you think energy is such a big issue for women these days? And is it the same in Mexico where you live? Hmm. That is a very, um, yeah, potent question and a very interesting topic. I love that you focus on women's health, by the way. I think that's so needed. And um, of course, women, we are so complex with um, the balance of our hormones. And there are so many things that we don't know about um, the medications we may have been taking, the foods we may have been eating throughout our lives that have changed our digestive system and our hormones in such a big way that people are seeing so many chronic health issues. So I think it's a very deep subject and I really honor your work. Um, but myself also, I see that in my clients who come to me, they usually show up with some sort of hormonal imbalance. Um, however, I do work with men as well. And I don't think it's anything to do with like countries um, or maybe not even men and women. I just feel like energy is a huge issue for people in general these days. And I really think it's because we're living in this overworked, overstimulated society that we're in. We're basically programmed to always be wanting to accomplish something, achieve something, like living under the pressure that if we're not doing something, we're not worth anything. So mm -hmm. it's like such a huge, deep subject of what we're experiencing in our society, in certain cultures. Um, and I think we're also at a peak of recognizing that as human beings, that we can't just keep going in this way. Like so many people are breaking down mentally and physically. So we're in the process of deprogramming ourselves of that, of that go, go, go society, that survival instinct. Um, and especially in the last couple of years, I'm sure you've noticed as well, my clients have been coming to me with chronic stress, fatigue, anxiety, overwhelm just not being able to function or know what to do on a daily basis. So it's really just coming back to basics. Um, it's really understanding the food that we're eating and why our hormones are the way that they are. And also recognizing that they help us to make the right decisions for ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think the first step is just to recognize where you're at on your journey, whether you're a man or a woman and just, have compassion for yourself that maybe you have been living with habits that have been unconscious for you and now you can take the first step to find that support on your health journey. Mm, that's so true. Stress and overwhelm is one of the biggest energy consumers like just having to constantly think and be up in our head it burns so much of our energy and that mental fatigue is more exhausting than anything I think like I feel like physically I could you know go on doing things for days and days but if I'm really mentally exhausted it's just like game changer in a bad way <laughs> so yeah definitely totally agree there and you did mention um like a bit about ayurvedic nutrition talking about how we can use those foods to heal ourselves and to regain our energy so i'd love to hear from you like what's your sort of go-to energy booster in the way of ayurvedic nutrition mm. there are so many i I love it. Um, also, like you, I incorporate different styles of nutrition and herbalism that come from different cultures or modern medicine. Um, but I think the best tool in Ayurveda is, um, well, first of all, having an understanding of what is your body type. 
So that's really what I offer in my 90 day reset program. When clients work with me one-on-one, -on -one, the first thing I offer them is a health consultation so they can discover what is their body type through the lens of Ayurveda and also what is their imbalances. And then um, in that way, you can understand what foods would be nourishing for your body type, what foods you should be having less of, and then also understanding what herbs and supplements may support you. Um, and then also the detox, which I know is um, something that you offer to your clients as well and that you see the value in. Um, and of course, part of the Ayurvedic detox is using food as medicine. So using really basic, but very nourishing types of food that are going to help sustain the energy in your body while allowing it to have a break and cleanse. So really going back to the basics with a mono diet um, at some point, especially if you're a person who has so many food allergies or triggers that would be so helpful for your body to just have a relief. Um, so items like kitchery, you know, I cook that on not a daily basis, but once in a while, even when I'm not detoxing, I'll have that in my house because I know that that's something just easy and light and nourishing to have. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Ayurvedic cleanses are amazing um, to help you know, reboot the metabolism or your Agni and Ayurvedic speak. Um, and that's not just Agni as in your um, digestive system. It's that you've got Agni, you've got metabolism in all the cells of your body. So it's really regaining the whole energy of the body. Lack of energy, as we mentioned, it can come down to a combination of metabolic dysfunction um, at a physical cellular level, um, also emotional exhaustion, mental fatigue and burnout. So yeah, an Ayurvedic cleanse or detox, it will address all of those aspects. And I'm actually on one at the moment as we record this. <laughs> I just felt after the, the kids just went back to school this week because it was prolonged because of um, COVID in Australia. We're only peaking now in Queensland. <laughs> um, so their school start was delayed. So it was a long holidays and just, yeah, a bit of different routine and doing and eating things that, you know, I wouldn't normally. And so I thought, right, I'm getting on to my Ayurvedic cleanse as soon as they go back to school. So I literally started it yesterday as we speak. So I do yeah, love a good Ayurvedic cleanse. And I definitely see, I specialize always in my clinic. So I see so many beautiful transformations and not just on the physical level, like just so much transformation in um, you know, people's perspective when they're doing it, even their careers. It's just been fantastic to watch the, the progress through it so yeah I'd love to talk to you more about Ayurvedic cleanses as you can see I'm quite passionate about it um mm -hmm. I would also just like to mention that they're not always suitable for everyone at different stages of of their life so it is important that when you're doing like a really deep detox and cleanse that you do work with a practitioner who knows what they're doing in that field um so i'd love to find out what your process is with your clients to help them detox the armor um of being toxins um that may be causing further fatigue in their mind and their body mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I'm also very passionate about cleansing. I find it's very good for my body type. And mm -hmm. I also like the challenge too. I have that in my personality. But yeah, definitely it's not for everyone. And it's good to do it with like a, a guide so that you can get the cleanse that you need for your body because it might be more gentle or more um, hardcore depending on what you need in your system. Um, and I like to offer that in the second module of my program. So the first month, uh, it's a three month program. In the first month, um, the client would find out their body type, what kind of foods they should be eating or not eating, what kind of herbs, understanding the daily routine. And so it's not till the second month, the second module that they would then implement a seven day at home guided detox, right? So it's actually quite basic. It's something that anyone can do. They get like a PDF guide along with my personal guidance. So it's, it feels very supportive. You don't feel like you're alone. You can ask a question if you don't know what to do. Um, but I basically guide most people to choose if they can to avoid 
inflammatory foods. So things like dairy, gluten, sugar, caffeine, alcohol, um, heavy red meats, heavy foods, fried foods. Those are the basic things. Um, and the seven day detox that I've designed is based on the Panchakarma system, which I'm sure you've talked about a lot before with your clients and on this show. Um, so it's the Ayurvedic detox system, which usually takes 30 days which usually is done in a retreat center where you have like a doctor or a practitioner guiding you, taking care of you, giving you massages. Well, we don't always have the luxury of doing that where we live in the world. Um, we may not have a center like that available to us or 30 days. So it can be condensed into just one week. Um, so there is a lot going on in that week, but people have seen really massive changes just from making those small changes. Um, so like I said, it's just um, understanding incorrect food choices that you may have been making to build up your ama or mental emotional stress, whatever it may be, using the simple and nourishing foods like um, soups, smoothies, uh, kitchari, which is a rice and mung dal dish. Um, and then also incorporating some herbs and supplements, um, depending on your body type, that will help you to gently flush out uh, those toxins, whether that's through your blood system, through your intestinal system, through your colon. Um, and then also encouraging my clients to see that one week as like a mini at home retreat. It doesn't mean you stop doing all your activities, you know, you still attend to your family, to your work, but you're in that mindset of like really taking time to care for yourself and also preparing in advance, you know, preparing your food so that you're not tempted by other things in your fridge, for example. Um, so yeah, also spending the majority of your time, you know, giving yourself massages or receiving massages, um, having hot baths or saunas, doing dry brushing. Um, there's a lot of physical activities like nasal cleansing, like you mentioned before, that can detox our body on a daily basis, but very encouraged during the detox. Mm, brilliant. I actually just uh, recorded a podcast on Ayurvedic cleansers and all the information. So if all, any of our listeners are um, interested to learn a little bit more, you can jump onto that episode as well. Yeah, yes, I did listen to that episode too. It was a good one. Very like easy to understand. And um, yeah, I'm sure your the cleanses that you offer are based on something similar from the Panchakarma system yeah. as well. 100% sounds very similar. <laughs> and it works. It works, right? <laughs> it definitely does. Hence why I'm on one right now, because I know that's exactly what my mind and my body needs just totally. to be able to cleanse fresh for the year since the year seemed to start a bit later <laughs> this year exactly how long is your cleanse going to be if you don't mind asking oh I'm only doing a seven day one as well yeah seven is a great number yeah absolutely I do a 14 day one with a lot of my clients just to do the three phases of the cleanse so the prep phase the active detox and the rejuvenation phase and that works really beautifully like you get really great results over the 14 days but I feel that if you um like when I said I wasn't eating things I normally would, like I didn't go fully off the rails. Like I wasn't just hammering, you know, donuts and drinking cocktails every day. I still eat very, you know, healthy and I do a lot of, you know, physical activity and meditation and yoga. So my body's already primed enough just to, you know, slip into, you could do like a three day, a five day or a seven, seven days, a really good time if you've already prepared your body. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And so the other thing that you did mention, or you've mentioned a few times is herbal, like Ayurvedic herbal medicine, um, which is, yeah, fantastic to integrate that to help boost energy as well. Um, I would love for you to chat a little bit about your sort of favorite energy boosting herbal medicines and also about adaptogens. Yeah, sure. I love this subject as well. It's something that I definitely specialize in. I think just from using herbal medicine so much in my life and also dealing with burnout and stress uh, on a personal level, 
um, yeah, I've discovered so many remedies that have really helped me. And so um, the adaptogens, uh, I'll first start by talking about the adrenal glands, mm. um, which is a gland in our body that sits on top of our kidneys. And those glands help us to produce and manage hormones in the body. One of the main hormones that's released is cortisol, which is the stress hormone. So because we live in a stressful society and we're encountering a lot of stressful situations in our work, in our daily activities, whether it's conscious or unconscious, our body naturally is producing that cortisol hormone so that we can manage stress naturally. Um, but along with that comes the, um, the downfall that we can potentially be burning out our adrenal glands if we're producing too much cortisol and we're not uh, replenishing ourselves. So along with following a daily routine and understanding what foods are good for your body type and managing your stress with things like yoga and meditation, it's also great to incorporate some plant allies onto your healing path. Um, and there is a subcategory of herbal remedies that are called adaptogens. And these substances come from either like roots or leaves of the plant, and they help us to adapt and become resilient when we come in contact with those stressful situations on a daily basis. So this category of herbalism that we call adaptogens is a vital tool to have in your daily life. And some of my favorites, there are so many, so many favorites. Um, I know you have talked about them as well on your show before. One of the most popular ones is ashwagandha, which I really just love saying that word, ashwagandha. <laughs> it sounds calming, doesn't it? And ashwagandha is quite popular now in Western medicine and herbalism. You can see it in a lot of supplements that are promoted for mental calmness or sleep because the root of ashwagandha is used as an extract or a powder and it has those adaptogenic properties that do help us to have better sleep that do help us to feel mentally calm um, but the adaptogens you know they're not like uh, magic either they are and they aren't you do have to take them for you know a few months to see a difference usually um, and like I mentioned before, I use herbalism from all different cultures and parts of the world. So there's some really great famous ones in Ayurveda. Um, but then there's also a lot of plants that are not available, like they only grow in India. So I've learned how to really adapt to what is in my local environment. And I feel like when we're uh, eating and using plants and herbs and vegetables that come from where we live, we're then creating a relationship to our environment. Um, so also from being uh, growing up in Canada, I'm very connected with the mushroom kingdom. So I've started working with um, a lot of medicinal mushrooms on um, a personal level. And I've actually brought a lot of those boreal tree mushrooms down here to Mexico and use them to make products and share them here because it's something that's very unique that you can't get in this part of the world. So I really love the synergy of different plants and mushrooms and things that come from other parts of the world. Yeah, amazing. So you're making your own products are you with the mushroom? Yeah, yeah. My partner and I are, we are expanding our herbal dispensary at the moment. Um, right now we're focusing on medicinal, medicinal mushrooms, um, chaga, reishi, turkey tail, lion's mane. Um, they're quite popular these days. Your listeners may be familiar. Um, so we're using the, uh, we're making tinctures and extracts and teas um, and then incorporating some herbs and roots that we have down here. Um, and then, of course, there's a lot that uh, comes from Ayurveda that's available that we don't even know comes from Ayurveda, like turmeric, tulsi. Those things are just very common things that we can find at our local health food store, but they're really strong um, Ayurvedic roots. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. Congratulations with your dispensary. It's really Thank exciting. you. Yeah, some of the other um, and Ayurvedic herbs that I really love for mental clarity, which helps us, you know, once we can calm that central nervous system, we regain that energy, right? So I love Brahmi. So I use that quite a bit with my clients. Yes. Um, and Shilajit for men 
in particular and Shadavari for women. There's some really beautiful herbs as well to help with energy. But like, um, you know, like any medicine, you know, herbal medicine is a medicine and they can be really potent and really strong. So you can take the wrong ones for wrong conditions and wrong body types and, and so on. So it's always really important to work with a practitioner and not self-prescribe these herbs because they are, they're herbal medicine. They've been used for thousands of years in that way. So if you are looking uh, for herbal prescriptions, then yeah, I definitely suggest to tee up with a practitioner. Yes, I totally agree on that note. That's good to point out that they are so potent and powerful that you do have to know what you're doing and yeah, talk to a practitioner in your area. Yeah, beautiful. So to end the episode, I would love for you to share your top three Ayurvedic inspired tips when it comes to morning routines and or boosting your energy naturally through Ayurveda. Okay, wow, so many, so many tips. And I feel like I can just go on and talk about this forever. But let's see if I can break it down into just three. Well, the first one I would say is take small steps and see big results. Mm -hmm. So like we mentioned in this episode, that really is some of the foundations of the Ayurvedic daily routine is just making that small little change, you know, like every morning, if you wake up with a blocked nose, get yourself a neti pot and see what that's like. Um, start by just incorporating one change and stick to it for at least a month or longer if you can. For me, Ayurveda is all about the long-term game. Mm. So that would be my first tip. Um, the second tip would be, yeah, incorporating small little changes into you, um, your diet, whether that's with herbs, using herbs in your food, in your cooking, um, turmeric like I mentioned before that's just like an amazing magical herb that we see everywhere nowadays um, so yeah getting yourself some organic turmeric powder and just throw it into everything you make throw it into your scrambled eggs throw it into your smoothie um, whatever you're eating um, and you'll you'll definitely see a difference from using spices and herbs a lot mm. um, and the last tip I would say not only having a morning routine, but also having a bedtime routine is very important, of course, for our energy. Once again, just trying to detach from our phone, detach from work, um, and trying to just like take some time for yourself into the night to wind down. That's also another great time to incorporate your herbal remedies is before you go to bed. Um, drinking magnesium. So many people are lacking magnesium and that's also a very helpful supplement to help yourself to relax physically, mentally, and emotionally. Um, so yeah, not carving out that time for yourself in the morning and in the nighttime. Once again, it can just be 15 minutes, nothing super big. Um, and yeah, try stick, make it a goal, make it a habit for yourself to stick to those routines and you'll be proud of yourself. <laughs> Totally. Brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing. It's been really fun um, conversing with you in regards to Dinacharya, how to boost your energy and Ayurveda. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and imparting some of your Ayurvedic wisdom our way. So would you like to share um, where our listeners can connect with you? Definitely. Yeah, I would love for people to reach out and connect if they felt any kind of resonance with resonance with me from this episode. Um, you can definitely find me on Instagram. My handle is Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N dot Atmana Healing. So A-T-M-A-N-A -A Healing. That's on Instagram. And then my website is www.atmanahealing.com. And there I have more information about my 90 day energy reset program. You can book a uh, discovery call with me. You can learn more about the medicines that I'm making here in Mexico, workshops and retreats. I also have a online um, offering coming up at the end of February. I'm not sure when this episode will be released, but 
Um, it will be a five-day online series with four other practitioners and myself um, from February 23rd to 27th. It's called the Empowered Self Series, and I'm going to be sharing um, some classes about uh, Ayurvedic daily routine, about Ayurvedic doshas, about herbal medicine making. So contact me and you can find out more information about how to register. Brilliant. Oh my God, when you said retreat in Mexico, I'm like, oh, I'd love to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping to have an in-person retreat, whether it's this year or next year, it would be great. And um, hopefully travel becomes more available for us all again. Yeah, exactly. I've had another lady on the podcast and she runs yoga retreats in Costa Rica as well. And I was like, oh, I'd love to go there too. <laughs> so many amazing places. I can't wait to get to once, you know, the world opens up. So. Well, the cool thing is we can connect online and I've been doing exactly. workshops and retreats online and, you know, you're in Australia, I'm in Mexico. It's yeah. absolutely incredible that we have this opportunity to connect. So hundred oh, percent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners. Namaste. If you missed the intro and jumped straight to the episode, don't forget that my Ayurveda Alchemist program is open for enrollment via application. This program certifies you as an Ayurveda lifestyle and wellness coach and will help you up-level your health and wellness business. You'll gain access to the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda and graduate with a knowledge of how to incorporate this timeless wisdom and holistic framework into your business so that you can create greater impact and boldly step into the high-level practitioner you know you can be. If you are ready to up-level your life and help transform the life of others by becoming an Ayurveda alchemist, head over to harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au and apply today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and staying right to the end. Let's take our relationship a little further and connect in the world of socials. Follow me personally on Instagram at harmony.inspired.ayurveda. My women's health clinic on Instagram is harmony underscore inspired underscore health or join our Facebook community, the Ayurvedic Soul Sister Tribe. Reach out on any of those channels and let me know if you enjoyed the episode, what type of episodes you would like to hear more of in the future, or simply just swing by and say hi. And don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And if you listen on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating so the wisdom shared in these episodes can be spread far and near. Thank you so much, my friends, from my soul to yours.